Hypotheticals is an adult show with swears, cussing, and extremely inappropriate jokes. So if you're a kid listening, wear headphones so your dumb parents don't notice. This episode was recorded live at the Vern in Portland, Oregon. I'm your host, Jeremy O'Connell. As always, today we are joined by... Robert Guineri. Hey, you used your full name. That's hey. a bold move. Yeah. All right. Robert, thank you so much for joining us. No problem. Uh, the name of the game is Hypotheticals, and right. the rules are as follows. So, one person asks a question. It is a hypothetical question. It can range from being very, very serious to being the dumbest question you could ever ask, but it makes gotcha. you laugh, so you can gotcha. do it. Being a pedant, being nitpicky, making it so that there isn't a monkey paws-esque situation is highly encouraged. Alright. Break the question down to as far as you possibly can because it also is just way funnier. Okay. So. It is. Normally speaking, I will start it off just so that people are comfortable, but since we spoke previously... You already have a question lined up, is what it sounds like. Uh, yeah, I do. Is that the case? It is. All right, let's go. Okay. Let's do it. So here's my hypothetical question for you, Jeremy. Okay. Hypothetical round one. I'm uh, waiting. Should this big earthquake that everyone's talked about since I've been alive happen tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And you had a bug out bag ready for this? Yeah. Assuming you had to go live in the forest for a little while, shit hits the fans. Of course, yeah. Society crumbles. Society crumbles. City is not the place for you for at least a couple of weeks, maybe even a year. Yeah, for sure. You gotta you gotta know what to do. So the hypothetical here, Jeremy, is what do you have in that bug out bag for this earthquake? How big is the bag? Uh, the bag is a large duffel bag. Okay. You would expect to see maybe a military person carrying. Okay, so we're I understand it's big and heavy, but in this hypothetical... You could throw it on your back. Throw it on your back. Get the hell out of there. Drag it for a little bit. I mean, the average person's probably going to go above and beyond here in this situation and carry a little more than they're used to. Obviously. I mean, you, you suddenly have water... Situation. You suddenly have waterfront property and everyone around you is freaking out. Or so, dying. Or dying or already dead. So yeah. What's in this bag? Or on fire. You know. What do you got in this bag? Where okay. are you going to go? Am What's I your scenario? allowed? Is it, do I, is it stuff that I already own or is it stuff that I, I like? You've been planning? I've been planning. Let's say for at least two years, that uh, max two years. Let's set that deadline. Um, you've had a decent job. You've okay. had, you've had decent, you've a decent expendable money okay so to put into this first and foremost money is out the window no one's gonna give a fuck about that you're All right. in a horrible situation i don't need money it's not that big of a deal tradable commodifiable goods however are very important so i'm probably gonna stock up pretty heavily on antibiotics on a medical pack on uh water purification tablets I don't... Ooh, uh, the tablets are good. They also, for the record, have those uh, filters. The filter straws? Oh, yeah. the, the straws are good, but they actually have water bottles where you fill up uh, packs of basically shit water that you find in creeks and rivers. I'm into Run it. it through a charcoal filter. Well, it's more than a charcoal. They have these fancy filters nowadays. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, even know what's yeah, in yeah. it. I'm not a scientist. Magic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing is, like, I'm sure shit not going to be doing, like... A 10-gallon bottle of water. That's just fucking dumb. Who's gonna... You don't have time to carry that much water no. in an emergency scenario. It's, you need to be able to clean it out in the wild. Like, it's super-duper heavy, and not to mention, I'm gonna run out of that. Right. Like, real quick. Like, it, uh, if, oh, if worst comes to worst, I'll boil the shit out of water. So, hey. I guess, also, like, a fire-starting kit. Essential. Obviously. Um, 
probably some form of like a uh, like tons of rope. Well, not like a ton. <laughs> that's just, at least fifty feet of rope. That's just for that's just for the uh, the emergency. A ten sex. a ten foot ladder in that as well. Yeah, it's a very <laughs> foot pole. Bag. Yeah. Okay. No, no. Rope is actually essential and rope. a tarp because with rope those two items you can Boom. make an. I have a lean to shelter. Yeah. Right there. Exactly. Um, so shelter and water is covered. Shovel of some sort. Uh, the collapsible shovels. Okay. Yep. Right in there um, in that bag. Or like a multi-tool or both. I- ideally, both okay. would be like a collapsible shovel, a multi-tool. Uh, probably both a fire starter and just basic fire starting kits. Probably like two or three books on foraging in the Pacific Northwest. And, like, being able to look at a bunch of things and, like, make sure that if I'm eating this, I'm not going to kill myself. Are we assuming the internet's out in this? Uh, yeah. In, in in my scenario, I imagine it is more of a immediate crisis where you have no have access. I satellite phone. But a sat phone would probably be in there. In this one survival scenario that I've thought of, of which I've thought of many, um this particular one, I'm assuming that other government agencies are going to come in and save you within a couple of weeks. I mean, I'd like to think that, but I also... Well, like, I'd like to think it, but in this scenario... Never, like, even Katrina doesn't equate to the scale of destruction that, that they're that forecasting for this earthquake. So, yeah. like, we're not ready for it. Nobody's right. re- Oh, you know what? Honestly, my big one, some form of, like, a blow-up raft or canoe or kayak or something along those Ooh, lines. Fast travel. Yeah, just get me on that river away from humans. Yeah. Everyone's panicking. Everyone's being stupid. I don't want to be anywhere near that. I often think that without the tragedy of an earthquake. So yes, yes. Just like like if we were to have a zombie apocalypse too, like any of the disastrous scenarios a, that we have, I'm like, get me on the river. Which is a different scenario that I've imagined, where the government's not coming to help you afterwards. Exactly. So, so what do you do? There are different scenarios with different debug out bags. I mean, you need to survive a week or two with some. You need to survive a month or two with others. Yeah. With a, something like a zombie, wow. you are indefinite. Yeah. In which you. case, you take over Cabela's, you reinforce <laughs> you all the walls, go for it. and then you use your guns to take over a Costco. <laughs> Costco! Thank you! Yeah. I was the one. There's two ways in and out of Costco, and worse <laughs> comes to worse, you climb to the top of those yep. things and you just fucking wait it out, yep. man. That's it. There's enough food for you. Costco's are good, but unfortunately, they don't have the firepower. Cabela's do. So, Cabela's is number one, and you establish good team then you reconnaissance into a costco <laughs> where you can get the food and then and then some place has generators to keep the food in and costco then you take good. over tiger yeah forever basically i'm pretty I mean, sure I'm costco not... actually sells generators like i'm 90 percent sure they do and if they don't they have that automobile area so you could for sure rig up at least uh, engine or something not to mention they have costco gas hopefully so we boom. save an engineer and hopefully in our post-apocalyptic zombie scenario, we have an engineer who can make generators I don't, out of all those. I don't, but, yeah, 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 yeah. But back to the earthquake scenario, which for me is more of a short-term I mean, I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't make friends with people unless they add on to my survival team. Oh, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. If you I'm can't sorry. bring some to the team, I'm sorry, you gotta go. I've got plenty of expendable friends. I'm only accepting ones that actually will survive at least a few seasons of my zombie apocalypse. Like, you gotta, you gotta be able to last it out. Like, yeah. And, I mean, the thing is, I at least, like, I have a solid skill set. Like, I know how to butcher. I know how to hunt. I know foraging pretty well. Like, I'm actually pretty well-versed at it. Um, I can drive, so that's... (laughs) Always a plus. Always a Uh, plus. And, by the way, in this scenario, I think we should point out that reading and writing in this scenario are also very basic skills that become incredibly useful. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Uh, And and I also, like, I I have uh, campfire skills. Yep. Like, I know how to cook over open fire. I know how to make an open fire. I have lean to camping and survival skills. I was a Boy Scout. Tying I, knots is incredibly useful. Word, especially if we're on the river. Yep. Oh, shit. That'll be in my bag, too. Uh, fishing uh, gear. 
Okay, yeah, the line and, and bait. Yep, very small, bait. very easy. Like, super basic. Actually, there will be a whole toolkit. In, so, on mine personally, the water purification's right there. I prefer yeah. to have a straw and the tablets, just in case. Yeah. Uh, well, the, I'm thinking of the tablets as, like, commodifiable goods that I can trade, trade. for something. If I'm right. like, shit, I'm out of rice. And the straw or filter to make my own, but also just drink directly out of a river while I'm on the move. So having a variety of these water purifier purifications really is kind good, of essential. That's a really good point. Uh, well, okay, so I have used the filter ones where you actually have to fill bags and filter them through. Those yeah. take time. If you are on the move and there are thousands of people escaping a detrimental uh, catastrophe, you may not have time to stand there and filter. You may just have to drink and go. This is why I'm saying the river, dude. Yeah. Everyone's going to be going to freeways. Everyone's going to be trying to find the first way to get the fuck out of here. Yep. If the river, you know, knock on wood, is still there. Floatable raft. Like, get me a raft yep. or, you know what, I'll steal a boat. Yeah. It's outlaw country time. I'm gonna steal the oh. fuck out of a boat. I think, <laughs> like, I, I think like, about that on a daily basis. Uh, like, sorry I, guys. Uh, or you know what? I'm stealing one of the houseboats. I'm cutting it loose and yeah. I'm just floating that shit. Bye. See you later. Oh, Very good. Clothing wise, um, mm. you ob okay in the northwest. You have to uh, plan for the variety of cold and hot sure, weather. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so you do have to have some long sleep. However, thankfully with the compression clothes that we have nowadays that cover the whole body for the nighttime cold, yeah. you don't have to take a lot of space or a lot of weight. And if you're on the river. Same with tents. and Yeah, and same, by yeah. the way, with, with, with bags. Okay. I've always run warm, so all I need is a sleeping bag, thankfully, and a normal set of clothes. Yeah. Um, but because I run warm, I actually have to go through clothes a lot faster than normal people Mine become really gross really fast. Now, so here's what I'm gonna say: uh, no one's gonna give a shit when it's the end. Okay, agreed. We're not trying to go out to the club during this scenario. But I do like to feel clean. But I also don't like to smell myself. If I oh, can, you know. Yeah, I would probably throw like some shampoo or like a bar of soap or two in there. One, a travel bag. A travel bag with all of the yeah. small versions of everything Toothpaste. goes into this. Toothpaste is a and definite. And a fuckload of toothbrushes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I definitely. So we we do have the standard condoms. first aid kits, condoms. Uh, we know we we just everyone's on high energy, man. You never know when po it'll happen. Post apocalyptic or not, you need to be safe. You're gonna be. Yeah. So agree. We got to make more babies. We yeah. Just killed six thousand of them. Thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Got to rebuild that population. That, be that beachfront property just got a lot cheaper. But, Except you might have to murder someone to get it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, I don't I don't know if I would like I honestly don't know if I would have the the guts to steal a boat. I feel like if I had a bug out bag and it happened, I would immediately forget about it and just be like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how, what to do with my hands. I'm confused and scared. So, on the far as sea land scenario that you've presented, beyond basic rafting for a mile or two, I am not confident in my, my seagoing abilities. Open ocean? I would... Oh, God, no, no open ocean. No. Sh sharks rule that land. <laughs> I don't go there. That that that's watery the, land. That's, that's what sharks... The, yeah, that is... Kingdom of the sharks. They are the lions of that particular safari, and I don't go there because okay. I have no realm of the water in me. I, I can't do it. I don't need it. I, I don't know how to swim faster than a shark. I, I, I basically know how to kind of, kind of punch in the water. Hopefully. And that's not good. That doesn't help. I can doggy paddle at yeah. the best. So, crabs, as far as the earth shakes and suddenly half of my state's in the ocean, I'm going toward the land. Absolutely, yes, toward the land with my bug out bag. And we've covered the basic. Sure. We've got your first aid, which includes condoms. Yeah, of it course, should. Always. Your water purification well, I mean, of two can... to three varieties. Yeah, also tampons. Yeah, oh, I mean, 
Yeah. Well, they were invented in World War II to stop they, bullet holes. So they, they to plug bullets. Basically, need to be there because they're a standard, and we need to include everybody. You also, never know. Commodifiable goods. Well, trade tampons are going to be worth money. so much. Millions in a post-apocalyptic world. So much money. Uh, but beyond those, uh, warm, cold clothing. So, what's your view on a tent? No. What tent? No. No tent. Nope, I'll have... Tarp like and said, rope. Tarp and rope. Okay. I don't... Okay. I, 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 tents are unnecessary. Um, the, with, they, the, with the amount of greenery that we have in this area, it's so easy to just cover up some sides, do a lean-to, and call it a day. And I, would, honestly, I would argue that that depends on the season. I would, rather, I would rather be damp and a little uncomfortable than have a tent I have to put down and break up. Like break okay, down okay, okay. And put for, up. First off, breaking down and putting up tents is not as bad as it used to be. And, and they are much lighter and easier to carry. And depending on the season, it may be useful. I agree with you that here in the Pacific Northwest... The way our current weather systems are, yeah. it's useful. Yes. But that whole being able to very quickly set up an enclosed environment yeah. where you can survive in is useful with a tent that light. So my contention here is not that it's necessary to survive on a oh I need to be indoors level. Yeah. But it is available to the people like us who didn't want to carry heavy tents because they're light now. Yeah. And they take about five to ten minutes to set up. That's still, I want to be able to knock two ropes down, grab it all, throw it in under a so, minute, so have all, it in there. All of that's there because in my bug out bag, in the size of duffel bags that I carry, I have three at home that are big enough to very easily or, carry. Actually, you know what? If I'm going down the river, I'm probably not even taking those. I'm probably going, I'm probably breaking into a house and spending the night in the night in it. If we want to go the criminal route, yes, we can go down that route later. But for now, I'm assuming we're just having, Does it even surviving on our own. crime when it's survival? Uh, on a moral level, yes. On a societal level, no. You're not stealing shit. I mean, but you are taking someone else's space that was theirs. They're either dead or not there anymore, and if they are ah, there... Ah, so you're not fighting anyone off for the territory. No, fuck no. Ah, so you're squatting. That's acceptable. Yeah, I'm just going to find a house that's like halfway from but, the But I would, I would like to bring to the point that in the first couple weeks, chances are you're going to be fighting somebody for this. Yeah, that's true. In the, If you want to go and say after the first couple weeks when things have settled, yeah. we're cool. Yeah. But we're looking at the first two weeks. And in the first two weeks, setting up camp in someone else's house is definitely probably not going to be a... Uh, uh, it's probably not going to be looked on uh, too well. You're most likely going to have to fight somebody for that. And uh, as much willing as you might be willing to kill somebody, you're not going to come out the same. I mean, yeah, I, I would never want it to come to the point where I have to kill somebody. That would never be something nope. that was on my mind. That's that's not, yeah. But the, but, whole, the whole point here is to have a bug out bag that lets you get through at least the first two weeks without having to kill somebody. Hopefully. I made it. <laughs> Can't wait for that 15th day. That's when I get to go on my murder spree. I didn't want to set a date. I didn't but... want to, but they insisted, so... Look, if you can't make it through the first two weeks without having to kill somebody, you didn't plan properly. You did. You messed up big time. You didn't watch Walking Dead. Or any survival show. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, part of what spurred this is not only my own friends actually building these bug out bags and... We've, we've gone on specific backpacking trips into the Lower Deschutes River Valley to test these water purification systems. They work great, by the way. Any ones you can buy in the backpacking stores, the filter, the water. Also, the, um, the modern-day freeze-dried packs of food that you can put into these bags. Honestly, I've eaten them. I've gone backpacking quite a few times. They're fucking great. They're really good. Cherry's Jubilee. You just add boiling water. Dude, let's give me that, give me that chicken curry all day, every all day. Oh, the chicken. Okay, but I also like the chicken and rice. I also like yeah. the turkey. Tetrazzini. I oh, also yeah. like. Oh yeah, they don't all like. Of them. They're all really. And then the breakfast good. ones are great. Yeah, like every one I have water? been totally super happy with. 
Obviously, it's not a uh, you know a culinary meal. Yeah. But it's pretty goddamn close to a legitimate sit-down meal. So. Well, you got to talk about the difference between survival versus pleasure. Exactly. Like, that's the biggest thing that we're ha- that you have to so grapple let's, with. So let's discuss how many of those meals would you take. What kind of uh, extra cur- extra culinary foods like coffee and things would you take with you that you okay. consider important? And what varieties of the core meals would you take? That's more of a personal thing. Instant coffee. Obviously. For sure. I would honestly probably have... Uh, my biggest weight would probably be a 10-pound bag of rice. It's easy to make. It's quick to have. It You can throw literally anything. 10 pounds. That's I, a lot to carry on your back. Look, I know it is. It's a, hu- it's a useful it is, thing. But I'll, I can feed myself off that for two months. That is two months, yes. Like, uh, it's there. I have it. And it's a commodifiable good once again. So I can be like, yo... Hook me up with that. I'll give you a, a, pound, a of pound of rice. I would probably bring. You know what? Uh, I, I would have uh, instant coffee, like the uh, the, the instant coffee the, like, would be good Starbucks, to stay. Like, everybody like steaks. That would be like gold. Yeah. Honestly, I, I hate to say this about society. If you had any sort of caffeine in the immediate first two weeks of any post-apocalyptic scenario, you would be a lives. god. Yeah. You would be <laughs> yeah. worshipped. You would be like, what? You have coffee? I will give you anything. Here are my guns. You would have like a lockbox around your monster yeah. energy drinks. Right. Yeah. Basically, yeah, exactly. You can take anything else. Here's my money. Here's my women. Here's my guns. But I have caffeine, motherfucker. But I have caffeine withdrawals and right. I need me some coffee right now. Which yeah. is shocking. And also, I honestly, I feel like alcohol would also give a lot of that same feeling. I would probably have you like do. a bottle or two of something half decent but i probably wouldn't have a lot because i'm under the assumption that you are correct so i'm i'm, I'm gonna go might, ahead and I say might, that might, a bottle of liquor is one that everyone has included so far including me i might steal but it. one i might steal it no one that i like one bottle that i've chosen that's mine and when i'm out there and here's what for me here's what it's for if shit hits the fan and there is not really a chance of recovery or i am in a scenario where like fuck i actually got hurt and i'm dead i can drink myself out so that i at least have a peaceful i either peaceful or i'm not going to care what's happening to me or i'm going to black out yeah or look at it in a brighter light what if i succeed and you do actually make it through the first few weeks and you want to celebrate it starts to rebuild itself things start to level out you can be like i did it Boom. I'm going to have a cup. And then, like, one day a year for the rest of your life in the new society, you have a shot and it's of the this best liquor you've ever, ever had. had in your entire life. Yep. I, I've, I've seen people steal their own liquor, and I've tasted it. i got to say, in the new world, I'm not looking forward to what we have to drink. Oh, so man, it's going to be rough. You get, you get that one bottle of Jameson, and suddenly the, the bottle of Jameson in the world of... of distilled whiskey <laughs> of, is king. moonshine. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Uh, we spent a lot of time on this question. It's one that I appreciate and really think about a lot because honestly, I don't like the way society's going. I don't like having a lot of people and I kind of wish it would go back. Well, uh, be careful with what you're about to say. Here's, here's, <laughs> yeah. here's the only scenario that I can draw. The parallel is this, is that Every once in a while, the forest overgrows, and it does require a fire to burn the underbrush in order for it to continue to grow. This is getting dangerously into eugenics territory. However, like where you're going, however, Robert, eugenics is wrong. By the way, it's been proven. (laughs) (laughs) I would just like to come on the record as Robert Guarneri and say that eugenics Eugenics is is provenly wrong. Through, by the way, a modern-day study on chickens. Yeah, but phrenology is fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can tell by the shape of your skull that you yeah, are just a villain through a and through. Person. Yeah, you um, are. You want to take over the world? You do, don't you? You yeah. got a huge cranium. <laughs> um, 
It's always them. It's always, it's always them. Always the them. huge craniums always want to take yeah, over. They always do. Anyway. Um, yeah, look at our president. Hey! <laughs> oh. oh! Zing! Yeah. Bye, guys. I'm in a gulag now. Big, um, big I'm cranium, I'm recording small this, hands. recording this from a gulag. Uh, <laughs> Robert and I haven't eaten in three weeks. That's why we're talking about this. But so, I look great. Those death camp cheekbones are amazing. Great. Oh, my God. like a Calvin Klein model. Oh. Um, we got to get away from this conversation. <laughs> Yeah, we need to go back toward the original of what it is to survive in the first two weeks okay, of, a, wait, of a disaster, no, a, a natural I, disaster. I have a hypothetical for you. Sure. Are you ready for this? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hypothetical number two. If any, mm, I'm going to say man-made or natural disaster were to occur in your vicinity, what would be your ideal one? What would be your one that you're like, okay... I, I think I can handle this. Which natural and disaster? And I'm saying you're surviving and you're good. You know, your family might be dead, your friends might be dead, but you survived. I gotta, cl I gotta, got clar I gotta clarify, are we talking within realism of natural disasters, of like what could actually happen in the real world, uh -huh. or are we talking supernatural where like zombie apocalypse is part of this? Like a Sharknado. Um, oh, definitely a Sharknado. Oh, that's what you want? Okay. Uh, or, or an alien invasion. So are, are we, are we, do we want to talk within realism? I, I'm or do we want to talk within like sci-fi? I mean, we're playing pretty fast and loose. I'm going to say that it's a choose your own adventure. Like, <laughs> All right. Which one do you um, really I, think? I would like to go more, the more realistic side of big natural disasters. Okay. Um, as far as survival, the one that I could survive would probably be an ice age. Okay. I myself have always run warm physically. Yeah, I, I am a super giant, cuddly teddy bear of a man, and I, I, I can get through the cold. Okay. Um, everybody bitches about it, and so do I, most certainly, but... I've always been able to slog through any slush, ice, and snow that I've come across. Okay. I feel like if an ice age hit, a lot of people would go south, literally and figuratively. Yeah. Uh, and nice. <laughs> then I would probably be able to hang out a little far no farther north than most people where a more select group of people would survive. I, I don't mean in that way. I just mean that natural selection, most people go south and where they're warmer and they can, and there would be a hairier, hardier group of people to the north, yeah, like, bear, yeah. like a very berry sort of group. It would just be, it would be all the gay bears from Portland. Yes. It would essentially be all the gay bears from Portland living in the north. That's okay. And I, I, I feel like I would have a very good chance of becoming their king. Like... Like their king in the north. Yeah, you're gonna. Okay, I was gonna make a reference to the wall, but I was like, mm, maybe not. Uh, uh, so, yeah, so yes, the one so that I would age. survive is an ice age, and that's that's pretty much the only one I could see myself surviving. Every other one of them, like maybe a hurricane, but we're 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 sure, back sure. into the territory of I don't think anyone can really like stand up and survive that, but. The best one I got with my stature is an Ice Age. Uh, what are you going to eat? Uh, that's a... <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah kind of threw a wrench into that, didn't I? We're back to taking over Costco. <laughs> okay, but, you know, Ice Ages last for hundreds of years. Right. You can only so... survive in a Costco for so Although, to be fair, all your refrigerated stuff is fine. You just put it outside. There, There is something to be said about refrigerating that. Um, so, utilizing the knowledge of everyone that I have around me, if you had to survive in a tundra-like environment nowadays, there's a good chance you're going to have to somehow work generators or fire, uh, burning wood in order to keep things warm and growing. I would probably have greenhouses. Exactly. Right? Like so indoor greenhouses, you'd probably do something we, like that. We do have structures that would last through an ice age with sure, regular sure, maintenance. Sure, sure. So if people were living in them and keeping them warm, 
Uh, you could build indoor greenhouses. You could become vegetarian. You could live off it, however horrific that would be. Uh, however, there are... F- no, nah, man, it's cold. You're eating polar bear meat for the rest of your life. Mm. Yeah, delicious. There are worse things. <laughs> Growl. You know when you're at a bar and there's always that one guy that thinks he's, like, the most important person that is at the bar, and he's probably had a few too many drinks, and he just wants to talk to everyone for roughly an hour and a half? Well, that guy decided that it was our turn to be spoken at. Anyways, I had to turn the podcast off for a hot minute, and you'll hear me um, trying not to sound nearly as annoyed as I was um, when, when, we, when we jump back in. So I apologize if there's a little weird stuff right here. That's uh, blame shitty drunk people. We're also about to switch over into a new hypothetical, so I'd like to take this time to introduce a new segment called Pee Break, where I play some music and you go pee because you've been drinking and you deserve it. Um, We'll be back probably in about, I don't know, 10, 20 seconds, maybe a minute, maybe a year. Who knows? It's a mystery. Find out after this. switch up as far as what the question goes. I think we've established Are we going to get a little more lighthearted now? A little bit. Okay. Um, so, switching to a much more fantasy-based hypothetical. A okay. little more out there. Okay. So, if you're sitting and you're developing your best adventuring party. Okay. Let's, let's assume that you had to sit and cherry-pick who you went out and adventured with. Oh, in an man. adventure medieval fantasy setting. I mean, Am we, I, we, okay. we, we have magic, we have barbarians, sure, sure, sure. we have whatever you need, so let's put together your five-person, let's call it five. five I, I feel like five-person is five person is where we should go. Okay. Um, if you have to go above or below, then whatever. But what's your ideal party scenario as far as those? And if you need to use real people from real life, being like, this is my cleric, go right ahead. Okay. If you need to leave it open-ended like uh, a generic bard in this scenario, go yeah. right ahead. Our, um, our, um, it, it's okay to have to not fill roles with people you know, and it's okay to fill roles with people you know. Am I allowed to use like characters from fantasy settings, like books and 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 movies and TV shows? Um, you know what? Yes. Like they exist yes. in let's, real life, and I get to choose Let's them. leave it broad right there. Okay. And if we want to challenge ourselves, maybe we want to bring this down to just people we know in real life. But for now, anyone you can you can fit. Your ideal scenario. I mean, I would be worried using people I know in real life because that's putting their name on a very public spectrum, and I don't know how comfortable certain people would be doing that. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Yes. Okay. Change their Correct. names at least. Correct. Or, or I, let's say all legal things aside, maybe yes. famous people only. Oh yeah. Okay. One, one. Yes. Okay. So I'm starting it out, I guess. Uh, okay. So I have five that I get to choose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right off the top of my dome, from purely fantasy like reasons, I'm gonna say Alanon from Shannara. Okay. Um, just cause he like, he'd be a solid person to have for fighting and and general like fantasy play and what you get when you go into a fan. Is he, he's your tank. Kinda. Yeah. I mean, not sort of. I mean, if I were to choose anyone as like a tank, as like my this uh, this guy's gonna gonna do it. Uh, this is really hard. Do you have any off the top of your dome that you so... could just like? For me, right, shoot these out. Right off the top, for me, 
I try to stick to the more real world, uh, real world characters that I can bring down. I don't try to use any of the actual fantasy ones because sure, sure, they're sure, sure. picked for that role. They're written for that role. So if I challenge myself with my fantasy adventuring team, I actually try to pick people from in the real world. Okay. So is my my fighter, my my tank, the guy who's going to take a lot of the damage? Okay. And for the record here, I did not specify living or dead. So <laughs> No, you did not. Oh man. Ooh, okay. Coming from that, my fighter tank is definitely going to be Andre the Giant. God, that's really Boom. good. That's really really <laughs> He's good. Right there at the top. Yeah. He's huge. He can take anything. Yeah. And in real life, if you if you look at his biography, that man was a goddamn constitutional He was God. a saint. Yeah. He was a sweetheart. He could drink bottles of whiskey and then drive everyone else home yep. because he was still that sober. And he paid the tab he paid every single time. <laughs> tab. So my, my fighter tank is Andre the Giant. Rest his soul. Oh, beautiful man that he was. Um, we're going to have to have some sort of a healer, some, some, some sort of a person who really cares about healing others, and uh, sure. that's a tough one for me to pick. I'm not much of a lover oh, in I that have one. sense. Who? Uh, Who and, and I'm going back into fantasy realm. Uh, yeah. Katara from Avatar The Last Airbender. Okay. Because she's, she's got her water bending. She clearly knows what she's doing. Okay. She's really that's, good at that, it. That's definitely <laughs> the element And then on need. top of that, yeah, that's, I that's have, healing. I have both the physical, like, she can heal by, like, actual physical elements. And then also if I have, like, spirit damage or anything that's more fantastical, she can heal that as well. That's... Yeah, and that's all what water is about. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So you yeah. definitely want a water healer in For that. sure. Ooh, I have a tank, and it's history-based like yours. Which one? Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> Holy shit. That is an awesome is that tank. All right? Oh, my God. Okay. You're having the Rough Rider as your lead character leading your party of adventurers? Yeah, dude. Into any cave, into any jungle, he would lead your party. Okay, that's awesome. All right, all right, all right. I would, I would like to try and think of a. Uh, so, if I had to pick myself a fantasy healer for a party, it would be Nynaeve from the Wheel of Time. Okay. Nynaeve is an incredibly annoying character. However, she's the one with the healing power to clean the male half of the sword. And she gets shit done. Too. She gets shit done. Yeah. She would be my fantasy healer. Gotcha. My real life healer. It, okay, my gut reaction. For people who I know alive, would be go Mother Teresa. For what? For healer. For healer. For for real life. If I had to have a real life party of healers, okay. Mother Teresa is, is a good one to go to. However, as much as she has the spirit to want to help people, I don't think she has the science. Yeah, that's what I would say. Is like so, Madame Curie. Word. Totally. It's a really good one. That's and super then the, good. Uh, who, who discovered penicillin? That wasn't Curie, right? Um, that was the... No, that was... Uh, God, what's his name? Okay, so yeah. we're back. Your healer would be Alexander Fleming. Uh, the discovery of penicillin. As far as uh, medical science goes, however, as far as wanting to heal people and the desire to be a spiritual healer, a physical healer, it would be Mother Teresa. Sure. However, she didn't have the science backing. She didn't have all yeah. of that. So it's a toss-up. Healer's a tough one. Are we talking physical Fleming, healing? Fleming or Teresa? Yeah, it would be one of those. Or, I'll, uh, can I... Is this allowed? Can I can I put like a, a tack on to your of hypothetical? Course, Would course. you be okay with that? Sure, sure. You have two healers, but you got to minus another person. This is you're building your party. If you want to have another healer, you can. Okay. I was kind of jogging you. I think we both know as people who are experienced with adventuring parties that sure. a tank and a healer are essential. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to have a second one, uh, we can move on to character three, well, which means okay. balls in your court. Okay, so my so far I have. Teddy Roosevelt as my tank. Oh, so good. Which I'm really proud so of. So good. Uh, and then I have Katara as my healer. Very good too. Um, as far as my mage, I'm gonna say Alistair Crowley, who I think uh, Alistair Crowley. Do you not know him? Um, he was uh, part of the Order of the Royal Light. He was a weird, like, super into um, like occult 
uh, back in the like 19 early 1900s. Okay, okay. Um, in, in, he's a super cool dude, but he did really really dark stuff, like All really right. dark magic, uh, like uh, Cthulhu esque. Um, did he have anything to do with Mr. Crowley, the song from uh, yes. Black Sabbath? Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, it's my mortal enemy, truck. Especially those eighteen wheelers. Yeah, they really get they really mess up the podcast. Um, yeah, I would have either Alistair Crowley or Okay, now I kinda have a reference or, to Or uh at the Mountains of Madness. Um, HP Lovecraft. Lovecraft, yes. Lovecraft. I would probably have Lovecraft. Yeah. Because I would like to have a mage that was well versed in super dark magic. Because <laughs> wow, I feel okay. like uh, I feel yeah. like they would just wreck it. Never would have guessed Lovecraft as a good mage. Uh, you took a much different view on it than I did. Who would you choose? As far as my as far as my real life mage uh-huh. in this adventuring party, I would probably pick. I can't think of any famous engineers or architecture people. Frank Gehry. Something like, yeah, uh, along those like, lines. Like an architect? Yeah, okay, this is a tough issue for me because as far as what a real-life adventuring party magician would be, we all know that you can't cast fireball or invisibility, so yeah. I would probably pick an engineer or an ar- somebody who's skilled in architecture to be able to build things that amaze people. What if you to did, like... Magic. Or what about like Ben Franklin? Ben Franklin is a good one. Like uh, alchemical, yeah. back in um, the day. Uh, Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison. The goddamn idiot who is. The, oh. I would never choose Edison. I would choose Tesla if anyone. Yeah, Tesla's obviously the better one. However, if we're talking like mage, like magic, like magician. Sure, sure, sure. Because I went very realistic on that, on people who could really be like the professor from From Futurama. From from Futurama. Or, I was going to say Gilligan's Island, (laughs) but... (laughs) Whatever. We're all on the same page. Whichever one you want. (laughs) Hey, radios out of coconuts or kill your whole team, whatever. Whatever. Um, but if we're going like mage style mage, mm-hmm. I think it would be a disservice to not pick somebody like Harry Houdini. For sure. Who, ha- who, sure. who has studied it, who knows the way to trick your mind, even though you know it's not magic. In this particular adventuring party scenario, he yeah. knows how to make things look like magic and... Even if there is no real magic. It's still there. He's, well, he's got that mindset to make it look like that. Well, I'll tell you Harry this. Harry Houdini's whole life was making things look like magic, so in yeah. this adventuring party, I got the best person to make it look like magic. I for sure was running through magicians, and I had this brief, brief moment where I was going to make it, so it was just such a goof. Such like a clearly this is not my choice, and I was gonna say Chris Angel. I think I would have. Uh, th- there's a good <laughs> I think I would have been slapped, like open-handed across <laughs> just, the face. Just, Chris Angel, or just walked away, and that would have been the end of the podcast. Just bye. So here, yeah. See you later. You fucked it up. Never talking to you again. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, so your top three as of right now. Andre the Andre Giant. Andre the Giant. Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa. What are, are you going sure? With? We're going to go with Mother Teresa because I feel like Andre could keep her safe and she could figure things out. But so you, then, don't, you don't want Fleming? I don't want Fleming because our magician, we're going to be looking at um, Harry Houdini. Okay, perfect. Um, okay. And I feel like working together, Harry Houdini and Mother Teresa could figure out a lot of the things. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, uh, you know, that, that, by the way, what I mentioned earlier, that different way of thinking that Houdini has for Mother Teresa to look at bacteria and disease, get, get around those, those... They probably work really well together. Yeah. yeah, okay. Okay, so those are top three. And for you, by the way, we have uh, Teddy Roosevelt as the tank. Yep. I forget the name of the water bender. Katara. Katara. Yeah. The last is she, is she the last water bender? No, no, she's just the one that finds Aang at the beginning of the show, and then is his main companion, and then his love interest too. They have a child that goes on to be the next Avatar. It's a whole That's thing. That's all. Okay. It's a whole thing. That's all. It's fine. But she's your healer. She's my healer. All right. And, and then it was, was I, I originally Chris said Angel. I written <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. 
No, I originally said Crowley, but then I rescinded that because he was mm, not quite good enough. So I said HP Lovecraft instead. That's a really good mage, and I'm again, I'm really proud of you mentioning people who I would have not have thought of in oh, another light. Well, I appreciate people who make me think of things in a different viewpoint. Okay. Because when you when, I, when you say mage, I'm like, oh, Harry Houdini, and I feel like that's so trite and so obvious. It's By really the good, way, though. It's really good, though. I'll, it, like, it's Harry Houdini's good. a good one. It's really good. HP Lovecraft is that, like, oh, wow, that's a really, really good one. Well, like, thank you. You didn't think that angle. Moving forward into the next members four and five of our team, yeah, I would just like to mention that my mage character, mm -hmm. if Harry Houdini was not the one I picked, I would look into maybe even sacrificing my fourth slot to Ooh. fill the mage position with Penn and Teller. Oh, have them at the one-two <laughs> combo! Fuck, that's so good! Yes. That's so really, it would really take good. up the two of them. It would take the mage slot. You would have your thinkers, your outside the box, other way yeah. worldly. Um, and but then you only have one left. You only have one left, but you so know. So are you gonna take them? I I'm gonna stick with Harry Houdini, and okay. we're gonna move forward together. But okay. I would just like to mention that that's a good combo. It's really good. Because Teller, you know, you got that extra slot taken up to go collect sticks or something. I don't know. Yeah. So for, for those that are playing at home, we just gave you a really good one. If you want to use it, go for it. Uh, the question, by the way, just to reiterate, is who would be your top five fantasy players in your team? They can be from real life or fictional characters. Moving forward, let's say, what do we have now? We have our long range person. We, we could pick a long range yeah. now. Um, the, positions four and five are unique. Once you've covered your tank who absorbs damage. Your tank, your and healer, and your mage. You Now, like now you've got four and five, and that's do you want to add more damage? Do you want to add more healing? Do you want to add more defense? Do you want to add what and, and how? And those are the funnest positions to fill in any I think I adventuring wanna, party. I, I think I want to add someone who is like Professor Xavier style like telekinesis telepathy i think i want that okay. as my fourth slot that can yeah. i have that you this is your party. what do you want as your fourth so in my fourth i always stick more toward the medieval and i like your ideal of the long range scout got it okay uh that's what would be my fourth because now that we've got someone to take damage someone to give damage and someone to heal damage yeah I would like to know what's going on around my party. Okay, wait, can I have, like, a telepath who is a scout? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's I... It's your question. You have to say yes or no. Yes, you can. Okay. And that's exciting to me because I've never made a telepath scout in D&D before, but I'd like to now. I think you can. I think I, it's in Have the... you ever seen a telepath ranger? I've scout? seen it in Pathfinder. I haven't seen it in D&D, though. So, okay. But, yeah, we're getting real nerdy. So, who would you have? Who are you thinking for your so scout? For, for my scout? And remember, we can go anywhere in history. Yeah, yeah. I... You see why they're my mortal enemies? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see. Yeah. Yeah, those 18-wheeler trucks. They really fuck it up. Okay, so. so we've got Andre the Giant taking damage. Yeah. We've got Mother Teresa healing in the back like she does. Yeah. And we've got yeah, Harry, Harry Houdini, Houdini thinking about all the odd angles and making magic. Finally, we got someone to scout it out and to make sure everything's right on yeah. the level at the long range. Yeah. My pick for number four, scout slash ranger position. Okay is Rommel, the Desert Fox. He's from World War II. Tell do, me about this guy. Do you know who he is? I don't. Uh, but so I want to. You said his name, and Rommel, I'm like, hell yeah. Rommel, the Desert Fox. Uh, he, so in World War II, he worked for, unfortunately, the Axis powers. Uh, but he was one hell of a Northern Africa... Uh, general. Oh yeah, back when they were still trying to take that over because right. they thought they could. Yeah. Right. Um, basically what it was is 
he ran around northern Africa, basically Egypt, all those deserty regions leading into um, the Middle East, which is there's a little land bridge going in there. Yeah. That whole area where the United States and, oh, sorry, the, the United States, the um, the Allied powers it were trying Britain to take at over. The time. It was largely Britain. Britain. Yep. America came in and came up into Italy at toward the end sort while they were coming of, in from the while they were coming in from the north. We were helping on all ends, regardless. While Russia was fucking him up from the east. Yeah. So. But. So we're Rommel, just gonna we're gonna disregard that he was part of the. Regardless of the power. history, we're, we're disregarding that. <laughs> disregarding that he was. He ran everybody ragged, and he, for the resources that he had, for what he was faced with. Rommel was one hell of a scout. Okay. He was one hell of a man of plotting and planning in the future. He did lose, but anyone in a position in his position would have lost. Okay. Um, he did one hell of a job. As far as thinking of other <laughs> s- scouts, <laughs> as far as thinking oh of other. Oh my god. I just, like, in the day and age that we live in, man, like, he was just really good at his job. <laughs> he did one it's hell of a so job. morally repugnant to me that I'm, I'm, like, throwing up a little bit. But... I'm sorry. I, I understand that you can look past the horrific things that happened and from a purely, uh, like... Well, you gotta remember that there was a lot of turning wheels in World War II, and From, he was not part of the more horrific ones that everybody thinks of. I don't know, Africa was pretty bad. Africa's still pretty bad. Alright, um... And... I... To wit, I can't think of any better scouts other than, like, let's say, Robin Hood. <laughs> okay, I will say this. I'm gonna rescind having a psychic. And I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna keep going with yours as a scout. Oh. I'm just gonna have a basic scout. Okay. Okay. So, like you, like what you're doing. And I'm going to say the king of the Mongols. Genghis Khan? Yeah. Really? Dude. Genghis Khan is your scout? I think Genghis would be my scout. That is an incredible scout. I uh, think it would be really good. Like, I think he would be really, really good He's at it. He's an amazing conqueror. Yeah. But he was not a conqueror in the terms of ruling from one seat and one kingdom. No, he was all over he the place. He was a ranging kingdom. Yeah. He was a whole kingdom of rangers. Yeah, I'm going to say Genghis That's Khan. pretty impressive. I Genghis think, Khan's a good scout. I think that would be good. All right, so we have our fourth. Now we got to go into the big, big bad last one. We got to get our fifth. We gotta figure out what we're gonna do because the fifth player is always a wild card. Oh boy! Okay, uh, he's no, showing we don't have, me. We don't, we don't have to go into this. You can read this yeah. on your own. So he's showing me what I am he not did. advocating anything in World War II oh. from that side, but yeah. Rommel was a decorated oh. scout. Okay, yeah, take that away from me because that's just gonna make me hate him even more. Um, but I don't want you to like him. I need a good scout. <laughs> okay, let's pretend that he never, ever had anything to do with Nazis, ever, because fuck that noise, and if you're a Nazi, I'm gonna punch you in the fucking face. Exactly. But, from a militaristic standpoint... Which is important. Where, you know, the good guys are the ones that win. He was very good at his job. Oh, oh, I'm gonna throw up now. Moving on to number five. Okay. <laughs> so we've got a tank, a healer, uh-huh. a mage, mage and a scout. scout. Who's our fifth? Actually, that's the one that's almost wild card. It is. It you totally is. You don't really have to pick any particular one. Uh, can we can we take a side note here and note that there is not really a particular fifth in the adventuring party? There really isn't. Even yeah. in D anD D, you is. still have a, a the fighter, the mage, and the healer that you have to have. Also, if it's D anD D and you're able to get five people to actually play, good on you. Because good, uh, yeah. That's more than a lot of that's campaigns lot. can say. Um, um, if we're talking D&D standards, you do have to have the rogue for, like, you know, trap detection. Yeah, true. But we covered that in Scout. 
Kinda, but at the same time, we don't have, like, short... Well, I covered mine with Rommel. Hey, Genghis Khan will... I don't know how much good he is at trap sensing. Well, that's what I'm saying, is that, like, uh, short-range trap, like, in an actual dungeon, having someone that's like, oh, I already have mine, done. Nope, I already have it. Indiana Jones. Mm. Fucking done. Okay, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you take him as the trap fighting scout and not as your fifth, but if you... No, I'm taking are... him as my fifth. Okay. I want him as my fifth, for sure. I think Indiana Jones would crush it. He's obviously yeah. very smart at what he does. That's he really good. He knows how to handle uh, weaponry. He has a vast history and knowledge of everything that's around him. He is consistently being put in dungeons or trap-like situations. So, okay. So, okay, I okay. feel like you'd be really good at that. All right. So that's my team all rounded up. You're all welcome. Right. Boom. All right. Done. That's a great team. And now Here's you. where I'm going to round mine out. I'm going to take a turn. Well, you already I am, did. I, okay. I think that we already established that regardless of the actual historical past of these characters, we're looking at them from a D&D adventuring party standpoint. And uh-huh. I'm going to spot every trap. So fuck you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think orcs should be allowed to fight. But they do fight. If that's we're just spouting off nonsense orcs, now. All, that's all they do is fight. Orcs only just fight. God. I, I just, I'm just, like, if we're just spouting off silliness. Did, then... I, need, did I need to name a lawful good ranger? I don't think we actually, you know what? For this podcast, we did not discuss alignment as far as this party goes, and that'll be for next one. When you have to make a lawful good adventuring party, Versus then lawful. Rommel is not allowed. <laughs> what? No! You're blowing my mind. He's not? That's really? so weird. Fine. Okay, Fine. I guess. You win this round. If I have to pick a lawful good scout... If I can't pick a Nazi, I guess I'll just I guess I'm going to have to pick the other one. Who fought on the other side? Who was fighting the other side? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Just everybody. It's fine. Not everybody. What was the name of that general? Um, I don't care and I don't want to remember because they fucking lost. Corncob Pipe. No, the ones who won. Um, That's like Civil War, dude. No. Wait, are you talking about World War II? Yeah. Corn Cobb Pipe. Good side, bad side? Good side. Good side? Patton. Patton would be my lawful good scout. I'm sorry I couldn't think of his name. By the way, they both killed a lot of people. Just gonna say. That doesn't make it bad. Oh, God. But we're not... I'm having... Uh, you're giving me an aneurysm. Do you want to talk about... No, choose your fifth. Did, oh, my God. Okay, okay. how many people did Genghis Khan kill? Okay, you know or what? Or rape, by the way? We don't know, because it was... Oh, oh because we don't know. It's it was, okay. Yeah, it was too far back. We it, don't know. It's too far back. He just raped and killed an, a numerous... Enough people to irreparably change the gene pool of the world... And we're cool with it because it was a long... Okay, moving on to number five. (laughs) (laughs) No, Genghis Khan was a horrible human being. Yeah. I will completely... We both have a horrible human being in our party. Yeah, we do. We do. But let's just face it. In life, everybody has a horrible human being in their party. It's true. You always have to have a shitty person in there. It's true. Mine's wrong. Mother Teresa was no saint. Oh, wait. Shit. Um, You know what? Catholicism's not all it's cut up to be. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Let's, let's lean away from this and get to our... Number five have... on my side. Yeah, there you go. Just to reiterate, what was your number five? Indiana Jones. Good, now good number five. Here's mine. You picked another adventurer-style character, uh, like Rogi. But traps. But traps. But traps. But traps. Yeah. Again, I feel like I covered that with mine with Rommel. Yeah, true. Okay, Whatever. Moving on from that unpleasantry. My fifth... I'm uh-huh. going to have to go bard. I'm going to go bard. And who's your bard? My bard is going to be... 
I'm My waiting on bated breath. John Lennon. Oh God. Okay. No, I can see it. That'd yeah, be John good. Lennon is my bard. He's yeah. a good one. Yeah, that's pretty good. I want everyone to hear my tone of voice. He wasn't my first, but he... I, I, Wait, I, who was l- your first? Dear viewer, I have thought about my particular real-life bard adventurer character you a lot. You realize it's not a video. It's just your voice. It's not a viewer. It's a listener. <laughs> audio listener. <laughs> okay. okay. Dear audio viewer. There we go. Perfect. Nailed it. Dear ear viewer. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's really good. You got a copyright, motherfucker. Dear ear viewer, um, as opposed to the eye listener, I my first pick was John F. Kennedy as my bard. Wow. <laughs> Can you imagine that as your bard? I have to admit. He gives such good speeches. Oh, my God. So good. He would roll that 20s all the time. All, <laughs> all day, every day. <laughs> every day. Okay. Until that assassin rolls a nat 20. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, wait, was there two? No. He just rolled a nat 20. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Grassy Knoll does sound like a town that would be in D&D. One hell of an episode. That's a good, you've crushed it, it today. <laughs> Robert, you've done such a good job. Thank I think you. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we're okay. That was oh, that was such a great episode. All right. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate it. It was a hell of an episode to be a part of. <sighs> Robert, you asked some great questions. You gave us some great responses. Your team was so solid. I'm so happy to have you on. I hope you come back on whenever you feel like. Anytime you want to have me, just invite me. I'd love to be on. Absolutely. This is an amazing podcast. Thank oh, you. thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I'm Jeremy O'Connell. Once again, this has been Hypotheticals. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Hypotheticals is part of the Brevity Media Group, dumb shows for smart people.